It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And uh, if you happen to miss any of that last uh, conversation with Sherry, do you want to make sure you pick that up on the podcast or uh, get it on our uh, KSL News Radio app by uh, Any Hour Services? And uh, we're going to shift gears now a little bit, and I, and I want to talk about the economics of the coronavirus and what that all means. Uh, a strategy laid out uh, by the governor and some of the key leaders here in the state of Utah. And uh, very pleased to be joined right now by Miles Hansen. Miles, the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah, and a big part of this initiative to make sure that the economics uh, get moving and keep moving uh, throughout this uh, this big challenge. Uh, Miles, thanks for joining us today. Boy, thanks for having me on. Wonderful. Well, tell us just a little bit. Uh, I think uh, this is one of those pieces of the puzzle that I think uh, a lot of people may not have gotten the real drill down all. It's, it's kind of been drink out of a fire hose with all of the basic things. Uh, but I think we're entering this phase now where people are starting to step back and say, okay, this is going to be a little longer haul than maybe we thought. And uh, there are some things that need to be done uh, and the economic plan that you've been part of uh, is so critical to that. So t- tell our listeners about that so they can have a good sense of where we're going. Yep, absolutely. So the, as many of you uh, listeners are aware, the governor has put together a task force to work on the state's response to the economic challenges we're all facing. Uh, Derek Miller of the Salt Lake Chamber is the chair of the task force. And the task force has been uh, broken up into a few different committees with uh, different leaders here in the state focus on different aspects of this economic response. For instance, Val Hale, who runs the governor's office of economic development, is uh, leading out a state and local resource committee. Uh, they're working on, you know, marshalling state resources to support businesses. I've been asked with World Trade Center Utah to, to lead out on the federal engagement committee of the task force. And so we have these different committees that are, are all working uh, collectively, but also within our lanes to do everything we can to bring as many federal, state, and local resources and programs and services to help Utah companies who need the help now more than they, they probably ever have. Oh, that, I think that's so great. I, I appreciate you breaking it down that way because I think it is important for our listeners to recognize that there, the federal government has a role in this, the state government has a role, local government has a role, and the people have a role. We have a big role, uh, and business has a role. And uh, the fact that the governor has convened this kind of task force together uh, is wonderful for the state. So so tell us a little bit about your role then as far as that federal response and making sure that's actually helping the state and helping the citizens here in Utah. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, just last week we had our first federal committee meeting. And, Boyd, what we've tried to do is to convene all of Utah's federal partners – so the federal departments and agencies that have a presence here in Utah, like the Commerce Department, the SBA, the Small Business Administration, they are major players in this, uh, Customs and Border Patrol, and others. We've also convened uh, representatives from all of our, uh, all the congressional delegation offices 
uh, from Utah's uh, te- uh, congressional delegation, and then also key uh, state and local partners as well. So last Monday we had the first meeting. Senator Lee joined that to help kick things off. Wednesday we had a, a second meeting. Senator Romney joined that meeting. And all last week we worked intensively to develop a unified action plan that is designed to accomplish a couple key objectives. Uh, and we'll talk a bit about the stimulus package here in a minute, what it means for Utah businesses. But even though the federal government now has acted, we need to do everything we can as state leaders to maximize the number of Utah businesses and individuals that are able to benefit from these federal programs. And so this working group or this committee, you know, we're working uh, collectively to get the word out as best as we, uh, as we can to where Utah businesses can turn for assistance in participating in these federal programs. And then, two, we recognized very quickly that bandwidth was going to be a major problem or challenge for our federal partners. And so we've been standing up a rapid response team that will plug in behind our federal partners that are dealing with a tsunami of information requests, applications, uh, other challenges that Utah businesses are facing. So this rapid response team can help uh, significantly increase the number of people who are able to respond to emails and phone calls and requests um, behind the scenes, behind primarily the, the SBA is who is experiencing most of this, so that we can uh, more quickly and effectively get solutions into the hands of business owners who are dealing with these massive challenges right now. Yeah, well, that's it's so important, and uh, often we we kind of get lost in a lot of the numbers of a you know a two trillion dollar package, and you know, is anybody in in the state of Utah going to see any of that? Uh, and and I want if you just join us, we've got Miles Hansen on. Uh, from uh, World Trade Center, Utah, and uh, part of the governor's economic task force uh, dealing with the impact of the coronavirus. And uh, you mentioned the SBA, the small business. Uh, I'm I'm one of those, and I know you've been in this uh, path for a long time as well, Miles, that uh, it's really entrepreneurs and small businesses drive democracy, drive freedom uh, around the world. And uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners that are kind of in that phase right now where they're not sure where to go. They're not sure what to do. Uh, and that's what I worry most about. If we lose that engine, uh, that I think fuels freedom everywhere, uh, then I think we've got real challenges in the country. So what's, what's happening that's going to impact Utah's entrepreneurs and small business owners. Yep. So let's, let's take a, a, a minute to break down this stimulus package. I think everybody at this point is very well aware that Congress passed a historic uh, stimulus package, that the CARES Act, on Friday. The president uh, immediately signed it. And now the different federal departments and agencies are very quickly writing uh, the rules and regulations around these programs, looking to open them up for businesses and individuals across the country by the end of this week. So that stimulus package, we all know that the total value was about $2 trillion. That's about 10% of our annual GDP if you add in the stimulus package that was passed about a week and a half ago. And what it's designed to do is as we nationally pause many aspects of our economy while we focus on fighting COVID-19 from a health perspective, the stimulus package is, to, uh, is designed to inject capital and cash to both businesses and individuals to make up for that gap that we have during the pause with the hope that as we get on the tail end of this, the more businesses we're able to keep open, the more businesses that can pay their rent and pay their payroll, 
the better position we are going to be as an economy to then bounce back. And so we have a V-shaped recovery and not, you know, uh, an L-shaped recovery where we'd see lower economic activity for, for a longer period of time. Yeah. And so the package is, is built around five different pillars. The first is health. Because the more successful we are at addressing the health challenges, the less problems we're going to have on the economic side. And so right. it includes, you know, $340 billion for hospitals, healthcare providers, suppliers, and public health officials across the country. The second pillar is small business, and I'll come back to that one because it's important to break that one down in some more detail. The third pillar is built around individuals and families. This is the, the direct payments that we've seen in the news a lot, mm-hmm. as well as significant, really historic increases in um, unemployment benefits for those who have been laid off. The fourth pillar is built around taxes and our tax code, making temporary changes that are going to help businesses. Uh, you know, this is more of a medium-term measure, but where they can write off more costs, they can get credits, and to help them uh, through their taxes to, to, to bounce out of this a little bit better. The fifth pillar is built around large companies and institutions. Uh, that includes, you know, through the Fed injecting our financial system with a really significant amount of, of capital and liquidity, as well as $150 billion for states. Uh, that's based off of, you know, population. And so Utah should expect to see about $1.5 billion. Uh, here, the, the, the state is going to have a lot of latitude in how it uses those resources. Right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Miles, we've got just about uh, 30 seconds left, and I uh, just want to go back to that uh, pillar on the uh, the SBA, the small business uh, relief there. Give us just a 30-second snapshot of uh, what that looks like, and we'll fly from there. Yep. So the, the, the two primary elements are a paycheck protection loan. This is any small business in the state, less than 500 employees can apply. That will get you uh, two and a half times what your monthly payroll would be. As long as you use that loan for payroll, rent, other fixed costs, mm-hmm. that will be forgiven. The other is an emergency disaster loan. Uh, the great thing about that one is as soon as a business applies, they get a uh, $10,000 advance to help keep them open. Uh, and businesses can go to coronavirus.utah.gov forward slash business. And we have uh, a lot of details up there, and we will continue to update that on a daily basis to make sure that companies can find uh, the information they need to make smart decisions. And then through this rapid response team, we'll plug in in the back end to make sure that our, our partners who are administering these programs have the bandwidth to quickly respond to you know the many uh, emails, phone calls, and requests that they're receiving right now. Oh, fantastic. Miles Hansen, who's the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah, part of the governor's task force. Uh, this is great information, great pieces of the puzzle. Uh, we'll have you back on for an update real soon. Appreciate your leadership and uh, your work on this, Miles. Great. Thanks, Boyd. All right. We'll go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. You want to stay with us. Do not miss the next segment. Coach Mark Hope from BYU is going to share what I think is the secret, the test for all of us in all of this. Don't go anywhere. We're here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. 
Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.